On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Anne-Marie O'Dwyer chatting all things the psychiatry of cancer. I want to say that it's very common to be very distressed, to have a very prominent psychological response to cancer, that they are not alone, that lots of other people feel in that way and that it's important for them to have information. Information is power, but it has to be the right information. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. Hello and welcome to The Left Wing. Well, we are here in the lovely surroundings of the Guinness Storehouse for the launch of the men's 2024 Six Nations. Lads, coming in here today, I was thinking that Stormisha was going to throw a spanner in the works for today's launch. Well, it did a bit. The French didn't make it. Uh, Jamie George, the England captain, had to do his interviews on Zoom. Um, The CEO of the Six Nations, Tom Harrison, wasn't able to travel to his own launch. So yeah, there was definitely a bit of disruption. And I think the number of media here has been diminished by it. And a couple of our colleagues, Keen was supposed to be here today. Yes. He's a, a late so, but he's stuck in Leicester after covering Leicester. You're welcome, Leicester. Dave. You're Thank welcome. You and it's great to have you here. At the, in, in the, and it was great to be able to, like this launch, a bit inside baseball maybe, but it's always in London and it's always a big trek over. So it was nice to be able to, uh, you guys were able to walk probably out of the bus. Your, well, it, it, it actually is my, uh, first. from covering five nations, not exactly four nations, but from covering five nations to six, this is my first ever launch. And I'm living only 20 minutes How away. did you and manage that, Dave? Yes, you can see it in the background. Our second game of the championship. Um, but I, I always managed to dodge these gigs, which is... First impressions? ...is one of the highlights of my career. My first impression is that the food is excellent. Yeah, very good. And you get a pint of Guinness. Um, the rest of the stuff, <laughs> we'll, we'll skate quickly over. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is literally like it's a bun fest. It's just you're fed quotes. You're fed a bit of eggs in the morning bit of stew at lunchtime. You're fed more quotes in between. Um, but listen, it's service purpose. I was talking to Gatti earlier. He's done 17 of these. Wow. Um, and like back in his day, talking like old, an old man now, but I mean, there were, there were only a few media outlets. There was no, there was internet, but there was no lavish internet media. There were no podcasters. There were no influencers or creators. And now even, I think, I think creators had their own room here today. They did, they had yeah. Their yeah. own section. Not too sure about influencers. They probably had a floor, actually. Um, and, uh, Netflix are here. Yeah, and Netflix are here. Um, actually, I bumped into one of them earlier on. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's you know, the landscape has vastly changed. I think a billion, was it a billion social media hits, I think? Incredible, uh, yeah. Last year, so that's this and that's what it is. And it's, it is, it's, it's the oldest championship and it has all that grandeur and that kind of, but it is also modern and new age and, and wonderfully kind of... Um, now, 
Anything grab you today, just generally, Rory? Obviously, it was the first time us hearing from Peter Mahoney since he was announced as captain. First time hearing from Andy Farrell as well since he announced the squad as well. Yeah, I think it was, it's an inescapable to escape. Sorry, the World Cup shadow is inescapable. Mm. You know, Scotland were asked about having you know, Ireland in their heads. Italy were asked about losing heavily in, against France and New Zealand and how that's going to affect them, even though they have a new coach. And Andy Farrell was France, talking... France, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, France. I mean, everyone has is coming... Like France and Ireland... The World Cup final that wasn't in Marseille next Friday night <laughs> is 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 obviously looming large, and both Ireland and France were you know talking about you know Andy Farrell right now is is on his way back to Carton House to rip off the band aid and do a review of Ireland New Zealand because Ireland as a squad have not been together since that so obviously there's a big change you know Johnny Sexton won't be sitting in for that review and and he'll be nowhere to be seen he's off selling glass around the world and. Peter O'Mahony is the new Ireland captain and he was there today and obviously then there's the, you know, the other shadow hanging over him is his contract and he spoke about that a little bit without talking about it really. My sense is probably that that's getting worked on behind the scenes and he's quite comfortable. I he's, paid, he's paid for being here today though. I mean, it's, it's got, it, is, it just it seems quite extraordinary that we have, uh, you know, uh, effectively a man who's been offered the captaincy of his country, the highest honour you know, a lot of that stuff I think is overblown, especially in rugby. But I mean, it's the, it is the highest honour you get as a... And uncertainty about... As a boy growing up. And effectively, he is out of a job this summer. Now, as you say, real politics will kick in. It will get sorted. And we don't know how the, the machinations and everything. But it, just the, 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 the mood music of it, the choreography of it, it is just completely off and it's a terrible look for the RFU and it looks really just really looks messy well what, he got, what we got today was a timeline in that and I know we're going to play a clip from Peter now but he he, he said that Andy Farrell rang him the Monday after the, the last Monday bit, yeah. a week ago today so contract stuff would have been ongoing Farrell obviously knew who he wanted to have as captain but I think he wanted to see him play a man he has admitted today that he contemplated retiring after the World Cup so that's, that was there was a lot of moving parts at play and I think once Andy Farrell made that move everything will fall into line. And I would say maybe something like a one-year rolling contract where every kind of spring they go to Amani and say, how are you feeling? And he says, I'm grand, I'll go on. We'll probably be the way thing that will approach things. And look, maybe in a year's time or, or, or something, they'll go, do you know what? We don't. We think that this relationship has, has ended and um, you know, has come to its natural conclusion. At the same time, that may not happen because you know South Africa just won a World Cup with two 37-year-old back rows. The last two Ireland captains have been 38 at the World Cup. There is a precedent for Omani to follow here. Uh, and I think we'd be very um, hastily, it would be very hasty to write him off at this point. You know, I think, he, you know, watching him play for Munster the last two weeks, he's so much to offer. And watching him command that room today, yeah. he's a very impressive communicator now in and a way that he was, wasn't always. Yeah, because you mentioned that even earlier to me, Dave, about... Uh, Peter's demeanour even as soon as he kind of walked into the press conference room and he knew of course that the questions yeah, about his contract yeah. were going to be coming as well but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah it, it was kind of it, it wasn't staged because like Peter doesn't do staged I mean he does he just does Peter O'Mahony and like you know again there's a lot of blather about authenticity and not, oh, Andy Farrell talks about that but I mean in fairness to Peter he, he's always been authentic he, he never you know he doesn't do fakery uh, that's not him that's not his family um, but yeah, he had that kind of, you know, big, broad smile, kind of a knowing smile, almost like, you know, yeah, I know it's coming because he would have asked about it earlier on TV um, and on radio, I think. And, uh, but it was just a sense of, you know, almost a sense of, I think the incongruity of the situation that, yeah, they're going to be asking me about my contract situation, which again, I think is bizarre. The choreography of it is, is 
And I just have a parallel thought that, you know, it'd be kind of funny if he went to Bordeaux or something, but obviously that's not going to happen. But, uh, but just the fact that, you know, the, all that speculation has mm-hmm. been the last two or three weeks, it's just, it's a bit odd, you know. Yeah. Um, well, let's just hear now from Peter um, on that contract and also uh, the honour of him being named um, as Ireland captain. Yeah, wasn't too expecting it, to be honest. Um, but obviously, you know... You was deep down. I wasn't. You was. <laughs> um, uh, you know, a special phone call to get, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and then you've you've got to go and do a job for a week, you know what I mean, with, with, with Munster. But, um, you know, I, I was, as I said, you know, what an honour to, to get the call. Um, especially, you know, the group and... and and everyone, you know, to get a phone call from Andy, you know, um, you know, it's a special thing. And, um, you know, as I said, a huge honour. This is always the time of year comes around. And, um, look, I think there's, there's been lots talked about over the last couple of weeks on it. So I'm happy enough to uh, to leave it at that. And, um, you know, it, it's a special day for me, to be honest. And, and the whole uh, Six Nations kicking off. And I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to talk about that. I'm, I'm happy to park the rest of it. Well, obviously, there's a, there's a few candidates because we've got some great leadership within the group and that will continue to, to, to grow and Peter will be at the heart of that to, to help it help it do exactly that, you know. But um, as far as uh, uh, natural natural fit, natural leaders of coming from what we've come from before with, with Johnny, um, he's, the, he's the type of leader that's exactly the same in the sense that he's just being himself and being your natural self is is what they call authentic these days, isn't it? You know, and uh, uh, it's very easy to follow. There's certain people that you walk into a room and they're in the room, they make the room feel right. It's pretty important around the place and certainly on match day that you have that type of person in, in, the, in, in the dressing room and, and Peter's certainly, uh, certainly one of those. So just being himself and helping others to, to, to grow is uh, he's going he's gonna to be great for him and his family, etc. And I'll know that he'll... Uh, do the country proud. Rory, Andy Farrell was asked as well about kind of the World Cup. I thought he spoke really well today um, and he spoke about undergoing a review with the players, how he was heading down um, to go through that with the players back in Carton House today. Yeah, like Andy Farrell hasn't spoken to the Irish media since the um, the World Cup quarterfinal defeat itself and the, and the post-match um, press conference and we squeezed a couple of questions in over at the Lions launch on Monday on, or last Wednesday week, but that was very much a, you know, kind of, do you mind if we ask you a, bit, a little bit about your day job um, kind of thing? And he, he he talked about, at that moment, about how he, what he had learned was that the Ireland need to learn to win the moments along the way and that they can't leave it come down to fine margins. So I think we're going to see an attempt to be a more ruthless team um, over the next couple of months. And then today, he looked like he really wanted to speak, which yeah. kind of, I just don't know why they haven't put him up before now just to kind of clear the air get those that stuff gone so he can focus forward but anyway that's that, that's a decision that he and the RFU have made um, you know he was his messaging today was very much that the World Cup is not going to be a hangover for me and I'm not I'm, I, and by, by dealing with it at that meeting today it won't be a hangover for my players that by the time we get to Marseille on Friday week we can see the opportunity that's in front of us we will go there to win a game to win a championship to defend our crown and that's really all that matters now. And that four years' time in Australia, that doesn't matter. The Lions doesn't matter. All that matters is the now. And that's the way he has to coach and manage it. And that, you can see that by the squad that he's picked. You know, a very experienced squad. Even just looking at Leinster the other day, 
you could see it being 12 Leinster players plus Bundiaki, Jack Crowley and Peter O'Mahony. You know, like it's such a stable, solid squad, uh, so, solid team. And, you know, you, you've Joe McCarthy, maybe Ryan Baird coming in to add a few bits. You've got the three kind of, what do they call them? Uh, traveling reserves or training panelists or whatever they're being called when they're going to Portugal this week. You know, they're all there for the experience, but really what we're going to see is a, a familiar Ireland team around Jack Crowley in Marseille on Friday week. And I can understand why he's doing that because it's such a difficult fixture and this remains a very important competition that Ireland want to win. Okay, well, here is Andy Farr just on that review that he's going to have with the players, um, kind of squad update and also just about um, Jack Crowley and the out-halves in the Ireland squad as well. First meeting this afternoon. Uh, hopefully we get away on time to, to be able to get to that first meeting uh, where we'll be open and honest. Why? Because... We're open and honest in the sense that we had any type of good victory in the past. You, you, you make sure that you, you use those opportunities, every opportunity to try and grow and try to understand it together. Um, it's the only way. It's the only way that you you do move on uh, by by addressing things, and we'll certainly be doing that over the next couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> I'm open. So anyway, I'm open. There's no curveballs. Uh, I'm actually dying to get there. I'm dying to get there and get stuck in and get involved again. I'm sure that he's the same. So medicals, medicals and a few tidy-ups today. So, I mean, Jack, he's, he's been around for, for quite some time now. And, you know, he's seen uh, how Johnny goes about his daily, daily life of making sure that Jack doesn't get his place and uh, making sure that Jack keeps on competing now. Uh, Harry, on the same uh, trade of thought, but Harry gets to work with um, Johnny every single day, you know, so hopefully, hopefully how Johnny has been, certainly as a leader, but uh, more importantly for those guys as a number 10, a world-class, once-in-a-generation type player, number 10 over the last four or five years, if they haven't learned uh, something from that, and not just that, if they're not excited about wanting to take that on and take the challenge on and say um, I'm going to make that my position then then we're, we're, we're getting we're going to get to find out a lot of, about a lot of people's characters those three players in, 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 the, in the coming weeks that's for sure look at the, uh, the squad that we've picked um, over the over the last couple of years we've capped a, a lot of a lot of players some some of those players uh, a good few of them are under 10 caps or so and some have not been involved in the squad over the last 12 months or 18 months, etc. So trying to grow the, grow the squad in, 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 in that sense is, is, is pretty important. Um, you know, is this a, a, a new start? It's not because of everything that we've been through. We, we, we want to continue to grow. We um, want to continue to, to evolve our, our, our game. And, and you don't do that by just cutting the legs off it and, 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 and going again, you know. Competition for places is, is 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 premium, and it has to stay that way. Um, so this is the start of a new Six Nations. Uh, I don't buy into the the, the, the four-year cycle that um, that tends to come around when World, World Cups are finished. As I was saying there earlier, Dave, um, I, I thought Andy spoke really clearly today and it's really obvious to see how his message will come across so clearly as well to the players. So they are moving on. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, again, 
with Andy, you don't think there's depth, but there, like, there is depth, and there's so much experience that he's learned over the years, and in in, in two different sports, with two different countries, with the Lions, um, and from a position of being a head coach and an assistant coach, from being a captain, from being under captains, and like. You know, you know, he does know the benefit, and I mean, I think even the appoint, uh, appointment of Peter Romani fits in with that. It's yeah. about you know what what works for us now. You know what what is what is the best thing to do now, um, as opposed to four years' time. Like Keen Healy is not for four years' time. Peter Romani may not be for four years' time, but you know, it's about Friday week Marseille. That is the biggest game um, for them right now, um, and like. You got to remember they're Grand Slam champions. Um, okay, they lost the World Cup quarter final. France have only lost two really big, important games in the last two years. Huge games, which cost them two titles as well. So, like that is, like, that is just momentous. Uh, so to be thinking beyond that in terms of, uh, well, how am I going to plot the route of my out halves for the next two to three years? I mean, you know, okay, you got South Africa in the summer to look at then, but like. You know, there's enough in this great old championship to be looking at now and get into it now and focus on this now because, you know, I mean, even looking at like England in the championship, it's it's miles away. I thought I thought the you know the squad stuff that you know people have probably thrown at it that it wasn't refreshed enough. If you watch the European action over the weekend, there's not actually that many players putting their hands up beyond the players yeah. that are in, in this squad now. And I think there is going to be a little bit of movement within the squad. I mentioned McCarthy. And even some of those in the squad didn't put their hands up well, either. absolutely. You know? You know, certainly in the stoop anyway. You know, And I think there was a very telling moment where he was asked. I think we played it earlier, or maybe we didn't, but the Jack Crowley, sorry, the question about Jacob Stockdale that was came in from Northern Ireland. Um, he was asked about Jacob Stockdale's great form and he kind of gave a very watery answer about that based probably on what he saw um, last weekend. So he's been watching all that closely. And I do think that a lot of the players who were at the World Cup have been the best players at their provinces. I'm thinking of Dan Sheehan. I thought Tyg Furlong stepped up at the weekend. I thought Josh van der Feer has come back in this to, to, to form. O'Mahony has been excellent. And it's maybe someone like Joe McCarthy, Ryan Baird, who can come in and freshen things up. But maybe the, there has a, I think that the generation of new players that we've seen still have a little bit of a step to get there. And like Ireland have been number one team in the world for the last two years, pretty much. I know they're three right now. It's hard to get into the number one team in the world, or you know, one of the top four. So, like, I I don't see really much of an argument for completely shaking things up. I think he's made the right decision, even if it maybe looks a little bit of conservative, little bit conservative from the outside. Yeah, I mean, you know, even some of the guys at Munster, like a lot of talk about Gavin Coombs and his consistency, and like, you know, are you are you really seeing that? Um, and who do you take out from, like from him? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, guys like Kim Prendergast have done very well in flashes, but then at what level? Um, it, it, you know, it's really, it's really tough. And like, there's obviously a bigger debate about resources and why are Leinster too strong and, you know, what, what's gone wrong and why have Ulster been allowed to spend hundreds of thousands on a, a World Cup winning prop when they should be developing their own and they can't afford to pay Peter Amani what he deserves. So there's huge, bigger issues there which will be solved by David Humphreys or attempted to be solved by him when he comes in, which uh, David Lewis of didn't really get around to. But that's kind of a, a bigger kind of picture thing. But yeah, in the smaller picture, I mean, it's, it's, it's 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 for this game again the here and the now it's 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 Leinster plus you know yeah three or four you know a couple three or four squabbles and the, 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 there's not that many arguments which you know kind of it's kind of has it been like that really the last couple of years I mean it's it's been very and opposition been, coaches would say that the cohesion is a great strength so yeah yeah and it's a strength and a weakness in terms of you know what the team is going to be you can plan they can be. 
um, like everyone, the usual opposition, they all say they have a starter, a, a pattern to play. And, you know, that was arguably, you might know a bit better in terms of being analytical. That was probably picked over a little bit too easily by New Zealand and Joe Schmidt in the quarterfinal. And then you're kind of going, well, that, that's where it becomes a weakness, that predictability and selection and possibly game plan and that. It was picked out by one of the great minds of coaching. And that, if there isn't that kind of, you know, quality underneath in terms of depth, that's when things become a struggle. When you're looking at four-year four cycles, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's easy to win a Grand Slam, but you can you could win a Grand Slam, but then trying to follow that up with a World Cup, it was it was a bridge too far in the end, you know. Before we go into kind of an overview of how we reckon the Six Nations is going to go, Dave, you were in at all the press conferences today, were you? Um, with with all the, the head coaches or the captains that were there, anything yeah, stand out? six press conferences, yeah. so I had to have a pint of Guinness for each one. So um, <laughs> <clears throat> if I lose my <laughs> train of thought, excuse me, but well, I, I was kind of struck by a couple of things, like in terms of, <clears throat> what we've just spoken about, I mean, uh, you, you know, and uh, listen, they are going to say it, aren't they? Because they're here. But, you know, an element of, 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 of trying to focus on this tournament and not worry about that, as you say, the World Cup hangover and, you know, ripping off the band-aid. And they all have their traumas. Italy have a trauma. France have a trauma. I mean, they arguably, Scotland. funny enough, yeah, Scotland, obviously. England, oddly, uh, are in a strange place. And Steve Borthwick kind of looked more calm and collected than he's ever kind of looked. Uh, I, I didn't, uh, Jamie George was on Zoom. He was stranded uh, after European action yesterday. But um, in, England, uh, with Felix Jones there, like he, 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 you know, Steve Borthwick spoke glowingly about him and what he will bring, just a bit extra to edge to them. And they always have kind of, they have a lot of players that they haven't used. I mean, you know, the players they've left out, especially the back, the three quarters, like if they get their stuff together, they could be seriously good. But um, yeah, and, and but also as well, I'm just getting a sense of, I mean, worry. we spoke about people who are missing because of Storm Aisha fusing into, I think Jocelyn is here tomorrow. I think she's here tomorrow. Um, but, you know, we're missing a lot of stars in this yeah. moment. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Netflix and, and, and that that's kicking on 24th. I think it's it's... It's being released, but like, you know, there's no DuPont. And you look what he did yesterday against Bath. And he's, I can see him here right in front of me. And he just seems to be on a loop and all the TVs as you go around this, um, the storehouse today. Like, he's pursuing his own dream, which is wonderful. And maybe it's selfish of us, you know, but like, like that he's not going to be there as France take the Six Nations all around their, their country, which loves rugby anyway. But um, Louis Vries Amat going to... The NFL again pursuing a dream that you know, yeah, he might have only mentioned one that again today. Yeah, he might have only one shot at doing it, but he is just again like in Wales. Wales aren't a team you really like to go and see you know, and watch anymore. Um, but he is a player that you want to see, you, you want to watch. So that's going to be a big miss. Not I mean, to mention Johnny Sexton or Johnny Owen Farrell. You know, it's Owen just... Farrell has withdrawn himself from the tournament, and again, he's just such a compelling personality. Regardless of, I, 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 I'm not shook for what people do on social media and think about him uh, as a person no more than people thought about Johnny Sexton or Paul O'Connell or Brian Driscoll. I mean, that, that's completely separate, but on, on the field, he's a compelling personality and he's missing. So, so there's a lot of stardust kind of missing and you kind of hope, you know, we'll come with Ireland. You know, where's the, where's the stardust with Ireland? I mean, you know, they're, they're, again, they're, they, they play some beautiful rugby, but you're looking for where's the next superstar coming from, from Ireland? 
I think Dan Sheehan is star quality. I think Joe McCarthy just watching him yesterday. I know second rows were never the was never is he the sexiest position. Is he going to start? As a former second, our, our second row sexy worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's another. It's a podcast for another day. Yeah. But look, I think Joe McCarthy has the potential to take this tournament by storm. I, personally, I would start them. I think he's the cornerstone of the Irish pack for the next ten years. He's got such even like he's got a little bit of a mullet going on now. He's got he's doing his own thing, and he's twenty one. He's he's got a confidence about the way he plays, the way he throws himself about. He's got a World Cup under his belt. Like Doris has a bit of stardust as well. Miafi, Dan Sheehan. Miafi's like, missing. Miafi's missing as well. Yeah, so that's just the news today. Yeah, so yeah. there is a chance for him to go and like, you know, make this a big statement, a chance to refresh within it. Um, but Jack Crowley, I think, yeah. has all the makings. Now he needs to, like, I think... Ireland have been tied up in this almost all black humility thing over the years and I know I interviewed Jack Crowley recently he got a great interview and um, but he's very much he, he was uh, quite safe in some of the things he said around the team and not wanting to be a star but I think maybe they could let, let them off the, let the yeah. leash a little bit and kind of let him be himself a bit more but like he's got a big Six Nations coming up and I think if it goes well for him I think he will be a household name by the end of it and look Ireland have incredibly good players but they do I think the team and the way the team plays is the kind of the star of what they do but they have great individuals within it I think like Michele Lamaro the Italy captain was the only captain here today who was it was doing it for the, for more than his first yeah. time you know so I mean, Wales didn't bring their captain Gareth, um, Gareth Daffy, Daffy Jenkins, uh, Daffy Jenkins yeah. didn't come so it's um, it's it's a very different Six Nations launch because a lot of media didn't travel because it's in Dublin it felt a bit lower key but I think once the once we get to Marseille next weekend it won't feel any less box office yeah when you off to Portugal I'm on yeah at the weekend so it's going to be so Ireland are going tomorrow and right. they're going to do media remote on Friday and then they, they do media they're naming their team there on Wednesday they're doing a session on Monday as well so it's my uh, yeah my, my obligation to go to I think it's 20 degrees there this <sighs> week so um, looking forward to getting although Dublin look, doesn't look too bad out the window Not here we get bad. away from all these storms as long as I can miss them on the way out I don't get stuck in Dublin Storm Sagres but they, they've <laughs> done that for yeah. <laughs> they've done that for the last couple of Six Nations and they swear by it as a, as a way to get yeah. away from the this intense media not that it's that intense on them but like to get away from Ireland get a bit of warm weather on their back and, and hit the ground running and last year they flew from Portugal to Wales that's right and didn't they score three tries in the first 20 minutes yeah. absolutely blitz England, Wales England, England are doing something similar yeah actually. Scotland went away last year as well so yeah. it's a more of a, of, a, of, a, of a team now so I'm all for it personally uh, it, but of I course think, you are um, they're flying direct then to Marseille from Portugal so it's a, a different build up not an easy way to get from one place to another but they'll be, you get the sense they'll be ready and that cohesion mm. that they have from World Cup, which is still only three three months, is going to stand for them even in the post-Johnny Sexton era. Yeah, definitely listening at far today, you would think that. So, who do you think, let's give an old early prediction for this Six Nations. Is there a Grand, grand Slam in the running for anyone or is I it that France, kind of year? France yeah, France could do it. I think England have a very nice fixture list. They play Italy mm-hmm. first and then Wales before they kind of get stuck into it, but they have to go to the Ireland at home and France away. France of yeah. Ireland and England at home, which I think in, in this tournament, they're the three best mm-hmm. teams. I, I can't see Wales, Scotland or Italy really doing much in the tournament. So England have a nice chance to build momentum, but I don't think they're high enough quality yet to beat both Ireland and France. Mm-hmm. And France just have that bit extra at home. I'm on the back of that World Cup. I just think they might have a little bit too much as Jack Crowdy gets used to playing 10 for Ireland and Ireland adapt to not having Johnny Sexton's yeah. voice in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be huge. Not so much as presence, but how they play the game and, and how other teams know that they're going to have to play differently without him. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's unquantifiable actually you know and be fascinating to see and it's, it's every training session yeah it's 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 part of the um it's it's it is part of the growth process and that's going to be fascinating to watch just an Irish team develop with this guy if he's given his head and you know allowed to you know he didn't have the personality the weekend you know and like you see a kid like Finn Smith coming over and bang bang and just doing it you're kind of thinking okay you just haven't heard it yet so you know uh, and there'll be other contenders but then how that develops as well? Do you get into a situation where there are multiple contenders, and that becomes a kind of almost a soap, mini soap opera? So you just you'd hope. I always Stuart Barnes always said it's good to have one guy who's a nailed on, you know, um, just for a little while anyway, you know, until he became, maybe becomes established, and then there's somebody challenging. But you don't want too much uncertainty. I think France, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Italy, mm. possibly Italy, Wales. I think Casada would be interesting. I think they could play a kind of. You know they can they'll still have the flair and and just maybe mix it a bit and just be a bit more kind of um, pragmatic. But um, you know, it, it's a great championship. It's a great social championship, and I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. Um, I just hope there's a bit of rugby in it as well. Yeah. You know, because um, I, I know we kind of all crave for the old days of you know points of Guinness when there were three or twenty or three pounds twenty and and um you know up the jumper stuff but you know it's about mo it's about thrills as well and, and about excitement and um I, I think I think I think funny enough post World Cup with so many changes there will be an element of like just breathe, relax. I don't think it'll be you know or France Ireland will obviously be in, be intense. But I think just Marseille and France might get a bit of a you know that could just turn into kind of Jouet madness, maybe on the under the lights. Though. Yeah. What do you reckon, tonight? Oh, I, I think I'm going to go with Ireland for Six Nations. Yeah, and I think, I think, I think they could beat France in Marseille. Just all comes I, down to that, doesn't it? Not, the, like, very... the, everything rises or falls on that. Yeah. I mean, we've always known that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's such it, a strange it, schedule, you know, because it's then yeah. they've gone nine days into Italy at home, which is obviously a, a one that you would bank on them to win. Then they they play Wales at home, which you'll bank on them to win then yeah. they go to Twickenham if they've got three wins under their belt you'd absolutely back them to go to Twickenham and win and then you've got Scotland for a Grand Slam so you win on win on Friday night yeah. next, and Jack Crowley grown into this championship it's all, yeah, yeah it's all on and you've got such experience but you know that was so close to being a World Cup final and that's why it's such a difficult game to predict and, yeah. and with France, France on home soil in Marseille, where you know, I think if they met in the World Cup final, there might be more Irish people in the stadium based on ticket sales this time. Well, what Jafarad said today, he said people who are going over for the World Cup semi final, you know, change their flights to this game in Marseille. Ah, it's going to be incredible. Um, yeah. And the two most important words, as we know, in the Six Nations what momentum mo and momentum. And I mean, that could be like the did opening we even night. hear that word today. No, that's I true. I actually yeah. don't even think we and did. No one said it's coming. It's the toughest Six Nations of all time, which is usually the, the trope we yeah. get every year. But I think that's the World Cup thing that kind of is hanging over it. So I mean, yeah, I had one one game at a time. But like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Friday week will be it'll be a statement win or yeah. a statement loss. Yeah, it will. Well, Rory, enjoy Portugal. Thank you, Dave. Enjoy Dublin. I will indeed, <laughs> and uh, I might stay here for some time. Okay, no doubt you will. Well, Will and Luke will be back with another podcast um, on Tuesday. But that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.